Kit, the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owens Beef Cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 15th of April, the 105th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Today is the beginning of the year 1430 in the Bengali calendar. Well, yesterday the 14th in Bangladesh, and today the 15th in the Indian states of West Bengal, Tripura, Jharkhand, and Assam. The Bengali New Year is celebrated by all Bengalis, regardless of religious faith. Shubonabo Basho, everyone! Sultan Mahmoud Sarkar, the president of the Shetu RFI fan club in Nowgaon, Bangladesh, sent this message. Happy Bangla New Year! Bengali New Year is the festival of Bengali life. Every year on April 14, the festival is celebrated on the first day of the Bengali month of Boishag. As many Bengalis as there in the world, yes, they all the celebrate Bengali New Year in a festive environment. On this day, March procession, poetry, singing, kirtan, Boishagi fair. The whole country is full of reception, dance, song, Three days of Riverly are observed by a small group of people. Boishavi festival scholars believe that the Mughal emperor Akbar introduced the Bengali calendar. This day is such joy for joy as well as exchange of good deeds and wish for welfare. We say to each other Shubho. Novavarsho, lately Panta Hicha has been eaten in urban areas on this day, where new or nice cloth. People of all ages enjoy Bengali New Year. New Year is now a national festival. This festival forms a bridge of Bengali meeting fear. Happy Bengali New Year in Bangla. Shubho Bangla Navabasho, Sultan Mahamud, President Shetu, RFI Radio, Listeners Club for Bangladesh. Thanks for all. Thank you, Sultan. The Bengali New Year is also called Pahela Baisak, after the traditional rice-based dish served on this day. So, 1,430 years ago, how was this day chosen to mark the new year? Bidhan Chandra Sanyal from West Bengal, India, wrote with a little history of the Bengali New Year. Thank you, Bidhan. He wrote, probably the Pahela Baisak celebration started during the time of Emperor Akbar, who reigned from 1556 to 1605. At that time, everyone was obliged to pay all taxes, fees, and duties by the last day of the Bengali Chaitra month. On the next day, that is, Pahela Baisak, the landowners would entertain the residents of their respective areas with sweets. 
Every year on New Year's Day, Bengalis welcome the new year with a clear mind, washing away the wear and tear of the previous year. Times may have changed, but the joy remains the same. Bengali New Year, requested by Sultan Sarkar. It's called Drums and Duck Are Playing and was written by Shakot Ali Imon and Kabir Bakul. The vocalist was Sonia. This is the sound kitchen. You never know what you'll be served. Air One Room is on holiday. Vincent Pora has agreed to step in and mix the show for us. Vincent has a monthly musical web podcast on Apple called Bim Bam Boomer. So he'll choose the music for the end of the show, too. Welcome to the kitchen, Vincent. Our sweet Fitz, also known as Michael Fitzpatrick, is right here beside me. Bim bam boom to you all. And he's ready to mix in your delicious sound kitchen ingredients. Your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. So don't touch that dial. This is the sound kitchen on Susan Owens. Please cook it. There goes the timer. Time to get that quiz out of the oven. On the 11th of March, I asked you a question about the Pan-African Film and Television Festival of Ouagadougou, known by its French acronym FESPACO. We just published an article, Tunisian thriller Ashkal snags top gong at Africa's FESPACO Film Fest, and I asked you to write in with the answer to these two questions. Who won the second prize, called the Silver Stallion, and who won the third prize? Michael, what's the answer? To quote our article, Burkinabi director Apolline Traore picked up the Silver Stallion Award for her film Sira, 
the story of a woman's struggle for survival after she is kidnapped by jihadists in the Sahel. Third place went to Kenya's Angela Wamai for Shimoni. That's a film about a man at odds with his environment and at war with his inner demons. In addition to the quiz question, there was also the bonus question suggested by Mahesh Jain, who is president of the RFI Club in Delhi. And the question was, what is for you the best part of your country's constitution? You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Mizanur Rahman from Dhaka, Bangladesh. Mizanur is also the winner of this week's bonus question, what is, for you, the best part of your country's constitution? Mizanur's favorite part of the Bangladeshi constitution is the preamble, which introduces the main ideas, securing justice, liberty, equality, and fraternity to all citizens. Congratulations, Mizanur. Also on the list of lucky winners this week is Fatamatuj Zara, who's the co-secretary of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Naugaon, Bangladesh. There's RFI Listeners Club members Zainan Telles from the Christian Marxist-Leninist Maoist Association of Listening DXers in Goa, India. I got it with one breath, always, always a victory. And Atikul Islam from Kishoraganj, Bangladesh. Last but not least, RFI English listener, lovely Sultana Razia from Naugaon, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, French President Emmanuel Macron visited the Netherlands, the first state visit by a French president to the country in 23 years. But you already know all about that because you read RFI English journalist Jan van der Matta's article, Macron lays out his plan for Europe on a visit to the Netherlands, right? I want you to reread Jan's article and answer me this. Macron spoke at the Nexus Institute in The Hague. The Institute is marking the 75th anniversary of the Congress of Europe held in 1948 in The Hague. What is the 1948 meeting of the Congress of Europe important for? Again, reread Jan van der Matta's article, Macron lays out his plan for Europe on a visit to the Netherlands, and send in your answer to this question. What is the 1948 Congress of Europe meeting most known for? You'll find John's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? The poser this week was suggested by Lutfar Rahman Khan from Naogon in Bangladesh. Lutfar wants to know... What did you feel the first time you attended a marriage ceremony? Did you wish you were the bride or the groom? Were you overwhelmed by the idea of eternal love? Were you simply anxious for it all to be over so you could get to the banquet? What did you feel the first time you attended a marriage ceremony? And thanks, Lutfor, for the question. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for future bonus questions, so please send them on in to us. For me, I can't remember the first wedding I went to, but I am sure I reacted the same way then as I do now. 
I assuredly cried, and I assuredly thought the bride was beautiful, and assuredly hoped there were rivers of champagne to come, and that the music would be not too loud and good. Nearly 50 years ago, I was the best man for the marriage of my best friend, Jack Brennan, to his wife, Jennifer. They're still together, four boys, all of them brilliant, and I think 10 grandchildren at the latest count. So that was a successful day. Never forget it. You have until the 22nd of May to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 27th of May to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336 31 12 That's plus 336 31 12 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Hello, I am Nazimuddin and you are listening to The Sound Kitchen on Radio France International. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Today, you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, what is for you the best part of your country's constitution? And that question was suggested by Mahesh Jain, who is president of the RFI Club in Delhi. We'll start with India. For Karuna Kantapal, it's the declaration that India is a sovereign, socialist, secular and democratic republic, which assures its citizens justice, equality and liberty, and endeavours to promote fraternity. Radhakrishna Pillai agrees. He writes, My favourite part of the Indian constitution is the fundamental rights of the people of India. The right to equality, to freedom, the right to freedom of religion, the cultural and educational rights, and the right to constitutional remedies. The fundamental rights guaranteed under Part 3 of the Indian constitution have played a significant role in shaping Indian society and polity. Jayantha Chakrabarti writes, The best part of the Indian Constitution is the guarantee that all citizens are equal before the law, irrespective of being rich or poor, and they have equal employment opportunities. However, some corrupt people do seem to misuse the law for their personal gain. For Jitendra Gavivar, it's simply that India's Constitution is, as he writes, the longest written constitution in the world. Ours was written after studying the constitutions of more than 50 countries. That's the big thing for me. Now to Pakistan. For Malik Allah Bachaya Kokar, it's because all are guaranteed the protection of law. He writes, all are to be treated following the law. It is the inalienable right of every citizen wherever he may be. 
Kashif Khalil is a man after my heart. He wrote, for me, the best part of our Constitution is the protection of women's rights. Article 34 directs the state to take appropriate measures to enable women to participate in all spheres of life and social activities. In Bangladesh, both Jahangir Alam and Rana note their favorite part of the constitution is that which establishes Bengali as the official language. Moving to the African continent, Yemi Sunday John Toure from Sierra Leone writes, In my beloved nation, the constitution is only evoked when it works for the big people, the ones in power, or the rich. Father Stephen Wara from Cameroon tells us the best part for me comes right at the beginning in the preamble, which states that we, the people of Cameroon, declare that the human person, without distinction as to race, religion, sex or belief, possesses inalienable and sacred rights. Nasir Mohammed from Nigeria writes, the best part of my country's constitution is the provision of local government as the third tier of government. The tier is closest to the people compared to both state and federal levels. Sadly, state governors have been denying the third tier self-autonomy to run the affairs of their respective geographical areas as provided by the constitution. They appoint those who will dance to their tunes, thereby leaving communities in abject poverty with dilapidated infrastructure. Their action negatively affects the lives of people, particularly in rural areas. I hear you, brother. Well, remember everyone, this week's bonus question is, what did you feel the first time you attended a marriage ceremony? And our thanks once again to Lutfor Rahman Khan for sending in that question. If you have a bonus question idea, send it to us at The Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Sweet Fits for hanging out in the kitchen with us. As they say in Bangladesh, Shubo Nabo Basho. I'm Nasser Balahi. Bonjour from Iraq. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to our sound engineer, Vincent Porat, for putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the Namuli horseshoe bat. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind. And stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with the music from Vincent, who kindly makes today's show. Vincent chose the song Time, written by Finn Andrews and performed by The Veils. It's on the double album And Out of the Void Came Love, released just last month. The Veils, a London band that's been around for over 20 years, has been off the stage and out of the studio for seven years. Finn Andrews, the group's lead singer, guitarist, and primary composer, suffered a serious wrist injury while on tour in 2016, and then he became a father. And if you're a parent, you know how much time that takes up. Andrews didn't, however, only warm bottles and go to the park with his child. He did attend to his other child, his music, and wrote the songs for this, as the critics have noted, 
ambitious new album with almost a full hour of new music. As Vincent wrote, how could it be otherwise? That which binds us to the stars, that which is and will remain the equity of all the living in the universe, time. To hear more from the Vales, be sure and tune in to Vincent's monthly Apple podcast, Bim Bam Boomer. Thanks, Vincent. Talk to you all next week. Time is a devil. Time is a rock. Time is a riddle. None of us can unlock. Okay.